seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Woo! <laughs> Bro, what are you doing? I'm staying young. I'm getting fitter. I'm getting stronger. How about you? And when you're an old lady, they're really cool things to be able to say. I'm getting fitter. I'm getting stronger. I feel fantastic. One of the real challenges uh, at my age <laughs> is because I did some really stupid exercises when I was younger. And I started exercising when I was 10. I started exercising in the upright position when I was 13. So for three years of my life, I did stupid exercises on the floor. Sit-ups and donkey kicks and side leg raises and just waste of time exercises. But they're also not good for your joints because they put shearing forces across your joints ended up with a serious back injury because of doing too many sit-ups. I'm sharing this with you because if you get injured, how can you exercise, how can you get fit, how can you get strong, and how can you stay fit and strong for the rest of your life if you're injured? So why do we choose exercises that have any risk of injuring us? Now, all exercises have a risk because even if an exercise is safe, even if it's got compression forces and traction forces across the joint, if you do something over and over and over and over and over and over, you could get an overuse injury. And that's the whole point about not exercising fanatically. That's the whole point about exercising in the phosphate system. Isn't it interesting? The human body only exercises, only moves, is only the, the most effective at 100% effort, and that system only lasts for 10 seconds. So you can't get an overuse injury in 10 seconds, technically. But I didn't know that, I didn't know my anatomy, didn't know my physiology, didn't understand it. Even though we get taught the fight and flight system, which is the phosphate system, 100% effort for 10 seconds, we get taught that in, in science, in school. But the, it's always the adaption, isn't it? The, here's my anatomy, here's my physiology, but have I adapted that to my lifestyle? Have I applied it effectively? And of course I didn't, because I, I listened to all the experts and I listened to the people who I thought knew everything and I listened to the exercise physiologists and the physiotherapists and the chiropractors and all the people that told me about all these exercises that I should be doing. And I'm sure they were all coming from a great place. But ultimately, shouldn't the great place be our understanding of anatomy and physiology? So what happened over the course, uh, now at a very old age and a very old lady, my exercise program is simply get puffed several times throughout the day for 10 seconds and lift heavy for 10 seconds. I only do three exercises, my weight training program, my strength training program, my stay alive and stay young program for the rest of my life uh, is all about 10 seconds because that's the phosphate system. So what are some of the stupid things I did and, and why would I share those with you? Because it makes me look really silly. Uh, I would love you to learn from my mistakes and learn from my lack of knowledge of anatomy and physiology. But also I've been an exercise professional for 40 plus years. So I've seen some horrible things happen. So here's one of the things to consider. If you pick an exercise that puts the human body at risk, your client's body at risk of injury, what does that say about us as a professional? The number one rule for an exercise professional is I'll never injure my client. Whether it's today or next week or in 10 years time or in 50 years time, why would I give somebody an exercise that is going to, it's not if, if it's going to injure them, it's when. So I'll give you some examples of things that uh, I've seen with my own eyes in my 40 plus years as an exercise professional. So for example, and I'm not going to do it because my body doesn't like to do it, but we have this exercise called a star jump. The only time in life 
anywhere in the world that we ever do a star jump is in, is in an exercise class. I don't know where they came from. They used to be called jumping jacks back in the day. But if you think about where the pressure's going when you jump with your legs apart, first of all, we never jump like that ever. The human body's not designed to jump like that. It's just ridiculous. But I was in an exercise class and literally a woman had to stop because her uterus was damaged. The pressure from jumping with, with gravity going through her uterus, uh, it broke. I can't put it any other way. That woman, not only can she not do star jumps ever again, but I don't think she ever exercised again because she had such a horrible experience. For that to happen, you can imagine there were some fluids that were dispersed. It was embarrassing. She was in massive amounts of pain, and it happened in a group class. Now, there's thousands, if not millions of people that do star jumps or jumping jacks every single day, and it never affects them. But wouldn't it be awful if you were an exercise professional and the first time that somebody came to your class and you did star jumps because you didn't think about the anatomy of how that and the physiology of how that exercise works and that happened to one of your clients in your class, can you imagine how that would make you feel, let alone what it's going to do to your client's life? So I'm just going to use that as an example because it's something that's just commonly seen in the gym. The next one, of course, is my personal experience with sit-ups. Uh, if you do anything on the floor to start with, my question is always why. The human body is not designed to be on the floor. If you're overweight, if you're out of shape, it's really hard to get down onto the floor. For older people, really hard to get down onto the floor. Uh, you might not know that because you're young and fit and strong, but wouldn't it be awful for somebody to come to exercise with you and feel... Uh, uncomfortable, feel awkward, be embarrassed because their ability to get down onto the floor is, it takes them a long time. Now, once you get down there, why would you exercise down there? Everything we do to get fit and strong, it doesn't work on the floor. The human body, the only time we're meant to be lying down is when we're sleeping. When you do a sit-up exercise, apart from the fact that it doesn't, doesn't burn any fat and that's the reason why people use, use that exercise usually, you're not lifting a very heavy weight so you're not getting abdominal strength from that exercise. Yes, you get a burning sensation but that's called lactic acid. That's acid hitting up against nerve endings causing pain. Why would we want to do that to anybody I don't know? But what happened to me from the age of 10 through to the age of 18, so eight years, I was highly disciplined when it came to sit-ups. I used to do thousands and thousands of them, thousands and thousands and thousands of grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding of my L4-5. Now, I used to do them with a twist as well. So there was grinding and twisting, grinding and twisting, and I used to do them fast and loaded. So grinding, twisting, momentum and loaded. And at 18, I had a perforated disc. And if you were to look at my x-rays now, a lot of people have shared with me, they don't know how I'm walking around. The only reason I am walking around is because I've got really strong abdominals and really strong lower back muscles to protect my spine. But I destroyed my spine by doing sit-ups. Now, most people, that won't happen to them because they don't do enough of them. I'm just, was, I just did a lot of them. But imagine somebody who's got weak abdominals because, or a weak lower back because they sit down all the time, uh, they're inactive, they're unfit, they might have had some kind of uh, workplace injury to do with their lower back. And imagine if the first time they came to do an exercise session with you, they did a sit-up and a crunch or something on the floor and they perforated their disc. Imagine how you would feel if you did that to somebody for the first time. It's an exercise that I see all the time. I don't understand why. I wish people didn't do it. 
I don't know why people do. And I'm just asking, please consider everything. Every exercise you give somebody, could it be a really good idea to understand the anatomy and physiology behind the exercise? The why would I do that and how does it work? And most importantly, is, is it safe? That's the important one. If it's not safe, why would you do it? But if there's a better exercise, why would you pick the second best exercise? The next one that's really uh, perplexing to me is, is an exercise called a leg extension. You sit the body down, which is why would you do that? Why, why would we exercise the body, the human body in the seated position? It's not effective. The, not even circulation works well in the seated position. You're taking out all the major muscles in your body. But in a leg extension, you're isolating your quadriceps or the, four, the, the quadricep group. But your seat in the seated position, you're loading up a, a lever or a joint at the, and the, the weight's at the end of the lever. So for, just a quick question. If I were to go, if I was going to pick something up off the floor, it's a full body movement. I bend, I bend every joint of my body. Everything's tight. Everything's firm. Everything's controlled like you would in a workplace health and safety situation. Uh, and I use all the muscles in my legs. Uh, I wouldn't ever in, my, in life, ever, if I had a weight on the floor, would I put my toe into that weight and lever the weight up off the floor. Why would I do that? I don't understand why people do that. Maybe people do leg extensions because they would like to burn fat off their leg. But that, of course, doesn't make any sense. That's not how human physiology works. If you want to get a big result, you need to do a big exercise, which means use as many muscles as possible at the same time, not try and isolate. But now I've got the weight at the end of a long lever, and as I'm lifting, I'm now grinding my patella against my femur. Now, that might not hurt me the first time, that might not hurt me the 50th time, but it's going to come a time when, when I, by grinding my femur and patella against each other, that's called traction, uh, sorry, uh, shearing forces instead of traction or, or compression forces, and I'm going to damage my knee. But that, yes, it might happen in 10 years' time and you might not be concerned about that because, you know, this person wants to have ripped legs. I don't know what the, what the purpose is of doing such an exercise. But here's the really important question. What if the person is a netballer? What if they have had a past knee injury from, from running or their sport or a workplace, again, a workplace injury? And the first time they come and exercise with you, you put them on a leg extension machine, they grind their patella against their femur and they injure their knee. How would you feel if the first time somebody came to see you, you injured their knee? How are they going to feel? But if it's going to happen in 50 years' time, it could happen in 10 years' time, it could happen next week, it could happen today. Why would we do an exercise that there is a better exercise, a safer exercise, a more effective exercise? And I think that's because we don't ask, why would I do this and how does it work? Why, why am I doing this exercise? What is the purpose of the exercise? Is it safe? Is it effective? And most importantly, is there a better exercise? And why would I give somebody an exercise when there's a better one? Now, a lot of things that have happened in the in, just in the last little while to do with exercise are very perplexing to me because it... It's sad, and I'll ask you the question, if you are an exercise professional and you don't know your anatomy and don't, you don't know your physiology, isn't that like a car mechanic that doesn't know how the engine works or a car mechanic that doesn't know how the, the whole workings of a car are put together? I just think it's embarrassing. But if you look at some of the exercises that are being prescribed, whether it's on social media or in the gym or in a personal training studio... And if you understand your anatomy and physiology, I'm sure you've been embarrassed like I have. You've said, wow, I wonder why they're doing that. Uh, 
it seems that uh, it's about I need a new exercise to excite people or I need a new exercise because I need variety. Well, the beautiful thing about phosphate system exercising for 10 seconds is you can't get bored and you get the best results in the shortest period of time. So my exercise program, and I'm not talking about my exercise program, me personally, I'm talking about the best exercise to get fit and to get strong is to work in the phosphate system, 100% effort to get 100% result. And you can't get bored in 10 seconds. So even if the only puffy puffy you did was to sprint on the spot or box the bag or do jump squats, or and jump squats, again, we jump, with our feet together, not with our feet apart. That's just a, an interesting thing to consider again with the, with the star jumps. Uh, if we get puffed in 10 seconds, we're going to get fit. So it doesn't matter what you do. Your heart and lungs are blind. They don't know whether, what you're doing, whether you're skipping or jumping or, or running or whatever it is that you do to get puffed. It doesn't matter. It could be up and down stairs. It could be through soft sand. It could be up and down a hill. It could be running up and down your hallway. It doesn't matter. If you get puffed, you'll get fit. And if you're fit, then everything works really effectively. So 10-second bursts of high-intense, 100% effort activity throughout the day will get you really fit. Your body doesn't need variety. It doesn't. Your heart and lungs don't care whether you're getting, whether you're sprinting from um, running sprinting or skipping sprinting or dancing sprinting. It doesn't matter. Isn't that exciting? So we don't have to complicate it. Just get puffed for 10 seconds throughout the day. It makes your brain work effectively. Gets your body really fit. And then from a strength training point of view, if you want a strong body, strong muscles, strong bones, strong central nervous system, strong endocrine system. It's just about using every muscle in your body. It's not about a variety of exercise. Why? Your muscles are blind. They can't count. All they, all they do is respond to overload. So if you overload a muscle to its full potential, you're going to do that at 100% effort. Why would you do something at 50%, 60%, 70%? Why would you do it three or four times when you can get the result in one time, which is the 10-second, let's pick an exercise that works as many muscles as, as possible at the same time, which is those big compound functional movements. Not exercise, just movements. The human body is designed to push things, it's designed to pull things, and it's designed to pick things up off the ground and put them back down again. That's the, the human movement pattern of the human body. So if I pick an exercise where I'm using as many muscles as possible to push with, and then as many muscles as possible to pull with, and then as many muscles as possible to pick something up off the ground, and the beautiful thing about picking something up off the ground is I'm using my pull and push muscles as well in my upper body because I can't pick something up off the ground if I'm not using every muscle in my upper body as well. That makes for a short exercise program, an intense exercise program, and I just love it because I can come in here and within... 30 seconds, technically, I've got a, a strong body and then I punch the bag or I skip rope or I go for that on the cross trainer or the treadmill and I'm getting pumped. Now, I'm not talking about, again, my exercise program. I'm talking about how do I get fit and how do I get strong? How do you get fit? How do you get strong? How does everybody in the world get fit? Get puffed. If you're not getting puffed, you can't get fitter. If you're not overloading your muscles and bones, you won't get stronger. It's not how many we do, we do, it's not how often we do it, it's not a variety of exercise. Isn't that exciting? I, I think that's awesome. And the reason that's so exciting for me is because I've been injured and because I've seen so many other people get injured, I don't want that for anybody. You can't get fit and strong and stay fit and strong if your body's busted and broken. Now, I have to work my way around my silly exercise program from from the last 40 years. Uh, luckily, I now have a, a really good base understanding of anatomy and physiology and what works and what doesn't. And all I'm asking is if you are 
an exercise coach, if you're an athletic coach, if you prescribe exercise as a social media influencer, if anybody asks you, how should I get fit? How should I get strong? Would it be a really good idea to know your anatomy and physiology? Don't hurt your client. Could that be the the number one rule is as an exercise professional, I will never hurt my client. Isn't that a great rule? And then after that, how about we pick the thing that's going to fit into our client's lifestyle, into our own lifestyle? So it doesn't matter how we get puffed as long as we get puffed. doesn't matter what we lift as long as we overload our muscles and bones. It's not how often we go or how many days or how many exercises. Isn't it awesome that you've just got to use as many muscles as possible at the same time at 100% effort? It's really short. It's really fast. It's really safe. It's really effective. And you can stay young and strong for the rest of your life. Now, I think that's really good news. What do you think? I would like you not to have to go through the busted, broken, horrible injuries that I've had. I don't want you to see the horrible injuries that I've seen. Busted knees, hurt backs, busted out shoulders, elbows. The exercises, the isolation exercises that I've seen people do and seen them break their body as they do it and or they're just wearing out their joints as they're doing those exercises and then they get an injury. I just don't want that because I would love everybody to be healthy, fit and strong for long, healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. And how can you do that if you're busted and broken? So thank you for coming to Romax, which is all about living your life to the max with a healthy, fit, strong body. Woohoo! I feel good. No, 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 because I'm healthy, fit, strong, yeah. Woohoo!